Hi there. Uh, welcome to this week's episode of Thoughts and Swears. So this week might be a little different from the previous three or four episodes because we communication. Suck at communication. We communication. Suck at um, but so, so neither of us has a book finished. So I, we're just going to kind of freeform it and see what we come up with for this week. I was banking on Eric had his book read and Eric was banking on I had my book read and uh, we just hope for the best, you know, and it, it didn't turn out like we wanted to. Yeah, like, honestly, I expected something like this to happen when we were like, hey, let's do a podcast. So I'm not really surprised. Well, what's, um, what's the saying? Uh uh, Peter Patter, uh, let's assumption, get at Assumptions, uh, make an ass out of you and me. That was... Oh, yeah, because that's how you spell assume. Yeah, assume, yeah. Lamau, wordplay. Thoughts and swears. Uh, um, so, our first yeah, topic. Yeah, let's get at it. The impeachment of Trump, our wonderful president, oh. Donald Trump. We're just jumping in. Yeah. Um so I don't know a ton about this. My my thoughts on it, um, quick title drop, are from what I've heard in the news, I think today they interviewed some guy named Taylor. That's the, the most recent mm-hmm. part of the inquiry. From what I know about it, it's they should have voted in the House on whether or not to do the inquiry. But I don't think that's a huge point. Like, I don't mind investigating. I'm always for gaining knowledge on things. Um, and then a lot of people are complaining about them not like like having the doors closed and not releasing transcripts from their investigations right away. Mm. And at first, I was kind of like, hmm, that does seem a little bit sus that a bunch of like Democrats are meeting and it's secret and they're not like telling anybody what they're talking about. But then after I like listened to some podcasts and did a little bit of research, that's how like the Clinton and Nixon impeachments went. Like the hearings at first were completely private. Um, Well, yeah, it seemed like they wouldn't want to like throw it out to the public and have it get all skewed. And yeah, but it's still getting skewed completely. The little bit that is getting out and just in my ideal like democracy and American system, it would completely be public because I feel like that's something the people should be 100% clued in on. Yeah. But if it's kind of the way impeachments are done, like I don't have a problem with it. It's just, it's kind of strange in a society that's all about like freedom. Is this like done, this whole Trump impeachment thing is just like a boy who cried wolf situation where just like uh, I don't even pay it. I literally don't even pay attention to the news anymore because so much of it's just BS and yeah. doesn't actually oh, yeah. go anywhere. So like this is like, oh, Trump's getting impeached. Yeah, the same thing that's been happening since the day he got elected. Like that also. Um, but this actually kind of seems me. like it's going somewhere now. A little bit see everyone everyone is saying that but number one they said that about the Mueller report and that didn't do jack shit true and then everything that i've heard so far from this people are like oh he's totally screwed but 
the only thing they've really found out is that he basically said, yeah, like, if you don't investigate a bunch of corruption going on in Ukraine, I'll withhold military aid. And then his lawyers did some, like, suspect stuff, but the details aren't out, so I can't really make a judgment on what they did. I mm-hmm. would like to know what they did. But, um, but if the lawyers, lawyers are anything bad, is that... Is- that on Donald Trump, like if a lawyer, that would basically, that would basically depend if the lawyer decided to roll over on him, I'm pretty sure. So if they found out that like Giuliani did some like sus illegal shit, but they're just going to shove money in his face until he doesn't say anything. Yeah. It would either be that, or he would just take the fall for Trump, I think. And then get money shoved in his face. For taking yeah, exactly. He's already getting money shoved yeah. in his face. All He's a high money class Money shoved lawyer. in other places. <laughs> oh, put it in my butt. The, um, no. But so basically, the, the only claim they have against Trump is that he said, like, hey, Ukraine president, like, if you don't investigate this corruption, I'm going to withhold military aid. And I do not, like, everybody's, like, yelling, like, oh, my God, he's going to get impeached for it. I do not see how that is something that's impeachable. Yeah, out of like, all in of this my, supposedly In my happened. opinion, in my opinion, like, isn't that just how literally everything in a society works? Wait, what do you mean by that? Like, you do something, and then I do something in response. You know what I mean? Like, everybody's like, yeah. oh, it's a quid pro quo. No, it's not. It's a fucking like <laughs> when I go to the store and buy a bar of chocolate, is that a quid pro quo? Because they say, oh, if you give me some, if you give me money, I give you chocolate. Or if my boss is like, oh, if you do this, if you do your job, I won't fire you. Like, yeah, isn't that literally how every human interaction with any sort of value is considered? Like, I don't get what makes this different from trump talking to china and saying like oh this is the like the or our government as a whole saying this is the new trade deal between the u.s and china like i do not understand how that would be a impeachable thing yeah that doesn't seem to have any grounds yeah like it just seems like it's way out of proportion from what the media is saying and i think there's more stuff on like the sexual assault claims against Trump as well. I haven't heard anything about that. Maybe I'm not sure. One of the accusers apparently has like documents corroborating the sexual assault claims or something like that. Yeah. You know who else had fucking documents? (laughs) Jeffrey Epstein, but he hung himself big air quotes in his cell. So like, Hmm. 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 That's, I think that's the thing that should be getting fucking investigated. Fucking Jeffrey Epstein asked. There should be a lot of stuff getting investigated. Speaking, I just. People people were literally like, oh yeah, they have this like thing of documents that's going to like just wreck the like major political world and like a bunch of high class people. And then it just disappeared. Like fucking A guys, come on. Come on. You can't see that's why you Come can't do public stuff like that cuz then people die. <laughs> then you then you hang yourself in your jail cell. Yeah. I, I guess so. 
I I recently learned that what was the name of the Edward Snowden book that you read? A uh, permanent record. Yeah, yeah. So he, the U.S. government basically sued him and sued yeah. his publishing company. Mm-hmm. And since we have like the free right of speech in America, you can't obviously like take the book off the shelves. But the U.S. government is pretty much ensuring that Edward Snowden makes zero dollars off publishing his book because and his publisher, they're yeah, suing and their yeah. publisher, just because so it like discourages hurt. people from wanting to do like, oh, I could write a book about this, but I wouldn't make any money. So it like kind of is just discouraging people, discouraging whistleblowers to write stuff against the U.S. government. Yep, that's the that's the government. That's the government for you. But hey, no, we should we should just trust them no matter what they say. Mm. It's okay. Mm. Trust them that Jeffrey Epstein died in his cell by his own accord. You know, you know, you never know, man. <laughs> we were um, <laughs> we were watching. I had some friends over to watch the last Democratic debate, and we were. When Tulsi Gabbard was on stage, it was right after the whole thing where she's like, the media's fucking biased, blah, 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 like calling people out on their shit, Mm -hmm. which I'm a big fan of. Also, Tulsi Gabbard would be the most attractive president that the United States have ever had. Oh, oh, yeah. Like, she and JFK would be the presidential power couple of the millennia. Um, But uh, she's not in the running anymore, isn't she? I know, like, she's still running, but she's pulling at, like, 2%. Like, yeah, because some BS happened or something. She's, I mean, that's where she was before. She's effectively the same. Unfortunately. Um, the BS that happened is... run again now? What? Hillary's saying she might run again now? Dude, I don't know what the fuck Hillary's on. Hillary was saying, oh, oh, here's some bullshit. So, Hillary Clinton in came out and literally said Tulsi Gabbard is being groomed by Russians. What? Yeah. Like Hillary Clinton in an interview said that Tulsi Gabbard was effectively a Russian agent. What? What are you doing? Because Hillary Clinton is on another one. What are you doing? You Um, didn't get, what are you like, what medications are you on now? Dude, nobody knows. People think that like, there's literally conspiracy theories that Hillary Clinton died and it's like a body double that's like plastic surgery to look like her. Like it's some crazy shit. But um but so then no, so then she comes out and says this and the New York Times publishes it and then like a day or two later the New York Times changes their article. You can go look this up. Like you please fact check me on this. But the New York Times changes their article to say Republicans instead of Russians, where she said being groomed by. Uh, like, it's why would the New York bullshit. Times publish something like that? Like, who who is, is there a they're a left wing media source that I, yeah, but they're owned Clinton. by a bunch of right wing people. That doesn't mean they're not extremely left wing. New I York mean, Times is very left. Yeah, but it's just like the the people who are the head of the New York Times are just trying to make money so they're and they're supposed to be like left wing so the right wing people who own the company just push all the left wing stuff so they get more viewership yeah and you know it gets views and clicks 
Hillary Clinton saying that Tulsi Gabbard is a Russian asset. <laughs> I um, mean, she is pretty close to, she's a lot closer to the Russians than, than we are, you know, from Hawaii. So, <laughs> How does geography work? <laughs> so there you go. Uh, but the, uh, anyways, back to my original point, the, uh, so we were making jokes during the debate about how like Tulsi Gabbard would pull out some like file with like evidence that like the DNC and the media are collaborating to like smear candidates and stuff. And then she would like commit like the cameras would go dark and then they'd come back and be like Tulsi Gabbard just committed suicide on stage. <laughs> that's that's a bit. That's a bit for sure. It was a bit. It was a bit. <laughs> Yeah, when is the next Democratic debate? November sometime? I don't know. Interesting. So a little while. Yeah. We're almost, they just, we're I think they have year one out. a month. Yeah, no, we it's are. It's going to start heating up. It's going to get spicy. It's going to start heating up. A, like after Christmas, like we're just, we're just going to be slamming into that full board. Yeah, so, so in October, it's like Halloween. After Halloween, it immediately goes into Christmas season. And then after Christmas season, it's just politics season. <laughs> yup. And football. My favorite like football, holiday. When does football end? Um, A few weeks. Yeah. And then it's like postseason. So once football ends, Christmas is over, people don't have stuff to do. Follow politics. You know what just started, though? What? NBA. No one cares about the NBA. I care about the NBA. You couldn't, you couldn't even, you could even, how bad you are at basketball. Like, I don't understand what, I don't understand. Wow. Wow. Why? I don't understand people who like are super into sports and like, just are so bad at them. Like I feel, I don't, other day I was at work and, this is an aggressive opinion, just for the record. Aggressive opinion on me because I don't watch that much sports. But, like, uh, I was talking to a coworker and he was like, oh, yeah, you, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm going to school and, like, for music and stuff. And and then he was like, uh, we started talking about sports. And then I was like, oh, I don't really watch sports. And he was like, oh, what? Like, what do you do? Like, what do you do? And I was like, it was so off-putting because so many people are into sports. If you aren't into sports, people think you're just some fucking weirdo who, like, doesn't do anything with his free time. Yeah, no, that's very fair. Um, I'd say that's definitely part of the reason why I like basketball. Um, just the societal pressure. Because when I grew up, like, my parents never watched sports. I never watched sports. But then going to Gonzaga, I got into basketball more because um, basketball school. But uh, I just like it because it's something easy to talk about, like with coworkers. Yeah, but it's just so, like it's just so mean. Like I don't know. I feel like it's just a waste of time for me. I mean, I guess it kind of depends on what you think is a waste of time. But to me personally, yeah. I think watching sports is unless it's like the Super Bowl or some big game or something like that. Like, I just think sports are a complete waste of time. I don't, I'm also not the kind of person who's like, Oh, I got to watch every NBA game. 
like I won't even watch all of my team's games. I'll watch I watch maybe one game a week and that's not even the whole game. I watch the second half or something. It's very I just do it for fun. If I'm sitting down after work and it's uh, do I watch a show on HBO or turn on the basketball game? Those pretty much equal out in my opinion. It's just a different type of media then. Yeah. Yes, like yeah, a TV all show or watching a, a TV show on HBO rather than but it's so insane, like, like football and baseball, like they're coined as like America's pastimes and they quite literally are America's pastimes. No, it's interesting. I think football should be reformed, though. It's so dangerous. Yeah, I mean, it's but the thing is, it's like. It's like fighting. It's like boxing. The reason why it's so like why boxers make so much money is because no one else wants to do that. Like it's such an intense, hard sport and people get killed or get brain damage. It's like football on steroids concussion wise. And yeah, but the reason why but if they like dummy down football and made it some like less contacty sport or something like that it just wouldn't it wouldn't the money wouldn't be there no you you want to hear my what they should do sure so quick on the fighting thing i think fighting's completely different because they're smarter about it when a fighter gets fucked up they take a year off i mean you know and <laughs> if you're not a fucking mongo, i mean yes that's do. true there are huge gaps between fighters like most most fighters careers are like 30 to 40 fights like you know what i mean it's not football where every week you go out and get tackled by some 300 pound guy and get destroyed yeah Um, that's fair but then the uh, the way i think they should fix football is get rid of the pads then it's a totally different game no, it completely changes the game. It basically, because you look at rugby versus football, and rugby has way less injuries. I mean, people still get massively injured, but... No, you still get hurt, but it's way, it's a different type of injury. But it's also, it's also because a in, lot, it's a different game for sure. Like, it's just played yeah. differently and positioning is different. And, the um, But it's just in rugby, like... You learn how to tackle safety you, safely. You learn how to take a tackle safely. You aren't tackling as hard because you're not protected. So the overall like energy in the equation essentially is much less. Yeah. And I just think that would make it safer. Because right now, if you're playing safety, they're literally like, you're just some dumb kid who's fast and can hit really hard. And they're like, yeah, you're going to go out there and you're going to fucking kill the opponent yeah so that's what you do and that's what fucks people up like if, but if, if anyone listening a, hasn't seen any of the like hardest hits hardest football hits like youtube compilations you should watch some of those because yeah it's, it's, it's like rough. it's bad just it's bad. people like jumping up in the air catching a ball and as they're coming to the ground just getting nailed by someone not not good for the brain. Not good at all. But the thing is, is a lot of the people who are 
going to be affected by the damage to their brain of football are still like 20 years out from from getting from like noticing that damn i mean some people are like what are the symptoms of a lot of the like people have a hard time speaking i think is one of the i mean concussions have concussions have all kinds of symptoms yeah but but like they some, have some repetitive concussion uh, brain disease it's cte yeah yeah the um so like they have concussion protocols and stuff too but they like i don't think they're upheld that well because they want their players to play they need to win to get their salary etc yeah um so like i think that a lot of that is probably bypassed or like the team doctors basically paid off to ignore it kind of stuff uh-huh. which is just horrible um but ba- there's a really good movie about it called, I think it's just called Concussion with Will Smith. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. And, oh, you need to, you'll love it. It's a, uh, it's the true story of like a, I'm pretty sure he plays an Ethiopian doctor who came to the US in like the 70s or 80s, sometime around there. Um, but he's basically the guy who like discovered CTE and like how bad concussions were for the human brain and stuff. He's just like a neurosurgeon or something like super good movie. But basically what prompted his research and everything is he had a couple like NFL patients or something and they would literally just like go insane and like I think some like a few people have like killed their wife and kids yeah, and so stuff. This like, is the the symptoms of CTE include memory loss, confusion, impaired judgment, impulse control problems, aggression, depression, anxiety, suicidality. Like what? Like I don't know what that well, means. Parkinsonism and eventually progressive dementia. And the symptoms might not come up for years or even decades after the brain trauma. And it essentially like stops activation in certain parts of your brain and then overactivates other parts of your brain. So as you were saying, like the, like these players killing their wives or abusing their wives or like it more than likely has to do with this. It's not that the player is necessarily that messed up. It's just from getting so many repetitive concussions, they are now that way. I'm pretty sure it's scientifically proven. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's, a, oh, this is likely like a correlation. I'm pretty sure like there's science that that's what caused a bunch of players in that time period to freak out yeah. and kill themselves or kill somebody. I mean, originally you would... It was just like, oh, you know, the, all the people who who play football are already re- pretty violent. They are have to be aggressive on their team. Everything's really high stakes. And, and then you just kind of assume that like, oh, these type of people would also potentially kill their wives or beat their wives or commit these crimes. But I think that's kind of an outdated outlook on it. And it more is probably has to do with CTE. Yeah. <laughs> but 
basically uh, be careful if you play football. Yes. Or just really anything in general. I've had like five concussions. So, you know. Yeah, I've had a couple. uh, I think the most common sport for one or at least one of the more common sports is actually like women's soccer. Yes, that is true. Um. And they, it's literally they're going up for a header and just smash heads with another person and just get yeeted. Yeah. Or even like just heading the ball. Like one of my friends got a concussion in high school um, where someone just kicked the ball like halfway across the field, basically. And he was a defender and he headed it back up. And then like two minutes later, same thing happens. He heads it back up. And I was like, damn, like that that's intense. And I was kind of like going to go talk to him and be like, yo, you should probably not do that. And then another ball comes in, he heads it. (laughs) And then like, I was kind of checking in on him and he was totally out of it. And then he went and sat on the sidelines and ended up having a concussion. So like you can, yeah. And even like you can get minor concussions from stuff so easily and, I got a concussion in intramural soccer. Yeah, so did I. From, uh, so did I. I was I was standing there uh, with like my foot on the ball, and the guy I'd been defending all game came up behind me and like just hit me really hard, and I fell down and hit my head on the ground. Like, yeah, that'll that'll do it. I I, I blacked out for a few seconds too. Oof. Like, I don't remember, I mean, I don't remember standing back up and apparently he knocked me down. I stood up, yelled at him. And then like, that's when I regained consciousness was after I yelled at him. Or like, at least that's when my memory starts again. That's so weird. Yeah. Like the, my boss came over cause I worked for the, I was a referee for intramurals for people that don't know. Um, my boss came over and he was like, oh man, like that was pretty aggressive. Like you okay? And I was like, what was pretty aggressive? <laughs> what are you talking about? What you talking I'm, about, I'm Johnny? Tired. Hey, I'm going to go sit down. <laughs> yeah. Concussions are weird. They're, they're it's just because the brain is so delicate. Yeah. It's so easy to fuck it up. Just sloshing around in there. All that, mm. all that watery, it's literally, it seems like there would be more that we would evolve to protect our brains. Like, what? Our brain is so insanely complex and just like falling, like falling, fainting and falling over can ex- really, really damage your brain. Like, why is there not more padding in our brain? It's, I think a big part of it is actually because, so what I know about how our brains evolved is basically at some point in time, some, whatever species of monkey we came from had some little evolutionary mutation that caused their jaw muscle and jaw to be smaller. And because it was smaller, it allowed their skull to expand and then their brain to get bigger. And that just kept happening over and over. And that bigger, like the slightly bigger brain was such an advantage intelligence wise that mm-hmm. that's what caused us to evolve into the apex creature. on the So planet. it must be that due to our brain and, being bigger and our skull, like I would say, like 
do you think gorillas get many concussions? Probably. Oh no, you can like, I'm pretty sure you could like empty a handgun magazine into a gorilla's head and it could still kill you before it died. Yeah. So like, it was Uh, probably just due to the advantage of our brains being so big. We, that wasn't even something that was really that considered. Yeah. The brain, the brain being larger is such an advantage that like evolution basically ignored protecting it because it doesn't need it. Yeah, I mean, it, it can... we're smart enough to protect our brains. Like we invented helmets mm-hmm. and shit. Like we're so smart that we physically alter in order to protect what's important. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think better tech, like better helmet tech, could help a lot in football. I mean, they already have nice helmets. Yeah. So I mean, I assume. Well, yeah, I don't know what they could possibly do. That's probably already just about as good without as making it without making it like stupid big. Yeah, an NFL helmet is like six hundred bucks. Yeah, I, I believe that. What if they just like went nice bionic in football? What do you mean? Like like everyone was in like, some like super like, like Android. Dude? And oh, like it okay. was some fully connected skeleton outside of your body that could like absorb impact of some sort. So basic, basically the uh, the Spartan armor from Halo. Sure. On a bunch of guys playing football. Sure. I mean, I'd watch it. Sounds. There's gonna be some interesting sports created. Yeah, I'm the thing I'm kind of curious about is will we actually create new sports or will we just modify the ones we have? True. Like, are we just going to play basketball but raise the rims to 20 feet because people can now jump 12 feet in the air? Yeah. I don't know. And, like, I mean, sports are constantly changing. Like, yeah, but change and the Yeah, no, almost every year there's newer changed rules, but it's never a like when was the last time there was a new sport? Yeah, I don't I don't <laughs> like, know. Like I think the newest sports are really just like just the video game world. Like that's yeah. the newest esports like, is definitely a thing. Drone racing, like I don't know who actually watches that, but I mean, it's fun to watch. And robot fighting, that's a newish thing. I don't even know if that's like a sport, though. I mean, what would it be considered? A game? Just a a competition. Because so much of it is more... Like, I would say in a robot fight, like, designing the actual robot itself is way more important. I mean, what even defines a sport as a sport versus a competition or a game? And, ah, ah, looking at, it says it's an athletic activity requiring skill. Okay, so it has to be an athletic activity. Requiring skill or physical powers and often of a competitive nature. See, I would say drone racing qualifies 
because you have to have the quick reaction time and the skill. And video games too, Um, because it does require sports. You could put the robots. I'm not sure how hard they are to drive. Like if I could pick up the controller and effectively use a fighting robot with no training, I would say that it's not a sport. But if it's complicated, like the drone where you need to like, where you're using a whole bunch of different controls and you have to know it inside and out. Like I would say that then it is. Yeah. I I would agree. I wonder. You want to know what my favorite sport what? is? Russian slapping competitions. Well, what is that? It's literally just two big Russian dudes that slap the shit out of each other until one of them gives oh, up. Oh, I've heard of this before. But it's like a competitive so sport. It's like tennis, it's where you, you awesome. grab each other's like hands and then you slap the back of each other's hands until someone gives up. But it's like full body or something. It's like full face slap, like three hundred pound, just bear of a man, just bah bah bah. Jeez. Like there's this there's this one guy who just like knocks people out in one slap. Because he's just an animal. <laughs> like, it's insane. <laughs> okay. What is the most popular sport in the world is what I am curious about. It's so, soccer. Obviously, it's soccer. But, like, what follows that? So, second is cricket. I would That's say, surprising. Yeah. I would have guessed because cricket. they play in British colonies, such as, like, India, Sri Lanka. India, where they have a billion Bangladesh people. and Pakistan and Australia. Australia, really. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah, Australia is the uh, British has four billion fans. That's a lot of people. That's yeah. more than half of the world population it is into soccer. Yeah. That's insane. It's cool. That's really cool. Like, that's such a uniting force. Think about that. Oh. Ancient soccer has been traced to China as early as the second century. The Romans, Greeks, and Japanese have also been thought as the first possible players of the sport. But contemporary soccer, we know, began in England. Really quick. Can I change my favorite sport? Um. It's actually uh, Aztec Death Ball. Aztec Death Ball? What is this? They, uh, so it was, it's honestly kind of a predecessor to basketball, but so it was like a big stone arena. Like, think of a gladiator pit from like Rome, rectangular. And on either end, there's a big ring, kind of like a basketball hoop. And the goal is like, you can like kick or throw or hit the ball. Like, I'm not sure on the exact rules, but it's basically get the ball in the hoop. But the winner of the game, because they're the more honorable by society, the winner of the game gets sacrificed <laughs> after the game because Aztecs love to sacrifice. Yeah, they did. So the people playing don't want to get sacrificed. So the games would go on for like days at a time. Because neither team wants to score. <laughs> but you have to pretend like you're playing. Oh my god. Wasn't that And it was also like it was also an incredibly like brutal and physical sport. Like you're just punching the shit out of the other team and like kicking this Wait, ball. So around. they killed um, the best player or they killed the whole team that won? Or... The winning team, I'm pretty sure, got the sacrificed. The whole winning team? Not even like the best guy. You couldn't be like, ah. Oh. 
Tim Tim was the best. Kill him. No, no, literally the whole team. The Aztecs when they sacrificed people, like they did not like give and a shit. It, I'm looking at the Aztec ball game, and it's one of the first things they built when they made a new settlement area. So yeah, and it's apparently lit. it wasn't just an important for entertainment; it was also like tied in with politics and religion. So yeah, yeah, they were they were whack. Yeah. Okay. Here. No. Here's some Aztec fun facts. Um, it's theorized that around twenty thousand people per year were sacrificed in Aztec Empire. Dude, the Aztec Empire was huge. And no. And then in 1487, when a new temple of Huitzilopochtli, I didn't pronounce that right. Um. It's estimated that 80,400 people were sacrificed in the uh, dedication of this temple. Wow. Like, the Aztecs were just all about sacrificing like, shit. Yeah, it's so insane. We we always thought, I mean, back to, there's some books that I would love to read that I need to read on just, like, the Europeans supposedly discovering America and just how many people there were. And well, like the first ships that came over to like South America and Mexico were like, there are huge cities. There are people everywhere. There are millions and millions of people and crazy temples. And then they go back to Europe and then they come back a hundred years later and everything's, abandoned destroyed and covered by the forest and there's like barely any people and it was just because of the disease that they gave them because their immune systems um, weren't the same i mean that's why bioweapons are outlawed like in the united states there's definitely some laboratories where they have some shit in a vial where if you let it out in new york city like half the world oh, yeah. would be dead in a week there i mean there's like, there's gases that if you inhale like more than five molecules of it you die you like get asphyxiated and just suffocate to death like you yeah. would just have to like it's, people are always scared Everybody's scared of nuclear weapons, but like, eh, it, it, worst comes to worst, you like die from cancer. Yeah. Like, I mean, I guess. That's not horrible compared to just, oh, all of New York just got killed in 10 seconds. Fuck. Yeah, I, I don't, I mean, I guess it's because they don't have access to this tech, but like all you'd have to do is just get get a hold of this gas, get some scientists to reproduce it, which is not difficult, and then that's what you could use as your weapon to massively kill everyone in America or in New York City or whatever. Yeah. And all the focus is just on nuclear weapons, which I... It's because nuclear weapons are flashy and everybody mm, knows about true. them. I feel like nuclear weapons is just a flex. Like, it's... it's just the don't no, it fuck is. with me. I straight up don't think fuck it with is. me kind of thing. Because if you like, I don't think there will. I don't think there'll ever be an actual nuclear yeah. war because nobody wins in a nuclear war. There's literally no winner. It's just a hey, I have more nuclear missiles than you, Russia. Suck my ass. Uh, um, I watched. Uh, yeah, no. 
really quick back sure, to the sure. Aztecs around uh, some of their big temples. If you go in the jungle today, you can still find like you're literally just walking through the jungle and you step on something and it crunches and you look down and it's like huh. human bone. Like the jungles are just still full of bones because so many people got sacrificed <laughs> and thrown in the jungle. They were all about sack. They just like cut your head off and let your blood drain down through these like grooves. In the- they cut your heart out oh, and then right. cut your yeah, head there off. There may I have believe. been some specific ritual just to get like the maximum amount of blood out of your body or something. Yeah, they were all about the blood. There's there's some insane. Ah, okay, okay. The god uh, Taloc, for example, demanded that children have throats mm-hmm. cut out, and to ple- to pre uh, to please a different god, Chico Mecatol, a girl had to be beheaded, and Hughes Pocketil referred to liking having the beating hearts of men cut out and placed in front of his statue. Like each god just had a different way of fucking people hmm. up. So they would just do all of these things every month to appease each god. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. I okay. never knew that. I know there's also something where like the the priest would like stab themselves in the dick and then like the person they were sacrificing would drink oh. that blood and then they would sacrifice oh. them. Like it was that's some kind serious. of shit like that. Yeah, like there's the some weird, weird stuff. Weird I mean, I guess it's weird to us and normal to them, but man. Yeah, I mean, it's not any weirder than any kind of sacrifice. But these people were also like crazy intelligent. The the stuff that they did in their, like, for example, I went to Guatemala and there's some like, I'm not, and I don't know if they're Inca or I can't remember. What that's like southern Mexico, I think. It's Guatemala. Yeah. It was um the temples that yeah. they build, they would design them with stone so that when you stood in front of the temple, like the steps of the temple, and you clapped, it would the sound waves of your clap would hit the temple and when they bounce back to where you were standing it would sound like their native bird like one of the native birds that was always chirping in the forest so these people knew how sound waves work and knew how to manipulate sound waves thousands of years ago so so I'm not sure if I believe like aliens come. Oh, and and you can still do it to this day. It still works. I stood in front of a temple and clapped and it made the sound of the bird. I mean, yeah, if you're going to design something, design it well. That's my philosophy. Um, But no, so I think that like if aliens did come to Earth, I think that they came and like they talked to the Egyptians and the Aztecs and just all the ancients peoples that have like, how the fuck did they do that or figure that out? Like, I think that's when the aliens came because I don't know. Fucking sound waves. Like that shit's insane. I think we just are so caught up in our own bullshit that we think we're the smartest people that have ever been on the earth. 
And maybe that's true. Like, oh, no, we're not at that's all. true. Maybe we're the smartest in our own way. But I also think that there are extremely intelligent people who were alive a very, very, very long time ago who could do crit. Maybe they didn't have as good of medicine as us or... But they could still, they were still curious about the world and they could still manipulate the world in ways that we can now or in ways that we haven't even thought of yet. Yeah. But that also could be. So another thing I think is that maybe human life was started here as some kind of biological experiment by the aliens. That's that's an interesting take. No, it's it's a really fun thought to entertain because think about it. They... So aliens come and find Earth when there's just a bunch of monkeys as the superior Mm -hmm. species. And then they genetically modify the monkeys into Neanderthals, Homo sapiens, Homo erectus, all the different subspecies of humans, essentially. And that's their experiment. Yeah, but it's interesting to think about what if... Because there's no reason that, like, if we found another planet with a bunch of monkeys, we could go do that now. We definitely have the genetic tech to do it. We just need a spaceship. Like, I mean, if it's such a weird question to ask, like, do you think there's life out in the universe somewhere? And it's like this big question that's like, oh, maybe, oh, maybe not. We don't know. And then, I mean, there but, is. like, if you think about it in reality, like, have you ever seen a picture of of the universe from like the Hubble telescope of like just one picture of like one one hundred one thousandth of what we can visibly see from our solar system? There are so many yeah. goddamn stars and other solar systems that like the picture's super high definition and you can just zoom in on all these things and it's like oh there's a massive solar system oh there's a galaxy there's a galaxy there's a galaxy and there's just like tens of thousands of galaxies in this picture and you would have to be garrett you're you're under oh yes i'm talking this is like one it's infinite this is of what we can visibly see and a very, 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 very small portion of what we can see. There's a, um, hold on to to think that, Oh yeah, there's no other life out there. Like get the hell out of. Okay. So the earth formed 4.54 billion years ago. Yes. Right. So there's this there's this horizon in universe physics that is a sphere around the earth and what that horizon is is literally how far the light could have traveled since the earth was formed. Say 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 that again. Okay, so the earth just imagine the earth floating okay. in the universe. Around that 4.54 billion light years away. It's this horizon. And horizon is a word used in astrophysics. And I'm trying stuff to think of like, for like a, a sun setting horizon, but this is just not. No, thing. no. It basically just means a boundary. Um, but it's this visibility horizon that 
we can see things from 4.54 billion years ago. Yes. And that's just basically like, that's not even nothing near the whole universe. It's an infinitesimally small amount of the universe. And the light is just now you're reaching saying, us. So from you're 4. saying 5, that the light that we can observe, like in the visible universe, that the farthest reaches of it are 4.5 billion years old, the light that we're seeing. And then yeah. beyond that, yeah. beyond that horizon, and then there's also, we don't see anything. Yeah, because the light literally just hasn't got here yeah. yet. Gotcha. Or the electromagnetic waves, the gamma rays, whatever you're looking at in that spectrum, it all oh, moves because the, the speed light, of light hasn't. So whoa, that's a trippy. It thought. literally hasn't so gotten the there visible yet. universe. It's so far away. So sent. So the Big Bang. Say the Big Bang happens. We. Yeah. So if we're on the left side, like if we say the Big Bang's a circle. If we're on the left side of the circle, we over time have slowly and slowly been able to see more and more starting from the left side of the circle all the way to the right side of the circle. Yeah, except the circle analogy is inaccurate because it's it's infinite in every single direction. So all this light is traveling from us from all of these solar systems and galaxies but we can't see it yet that's a weird that's a weird way to think because i just think like oh the visible universe like it's too far away for us to see it because it's so dim but that's not literally on the scale of billions and trillions of years ago the things happened that we're measuring now so like when they find, so let's say scientists find an exoplanet, which is a Earth-like planet that could possibly support biological life according uh-huh. to our standards, like oxygen-rich atmosphere, liquid water, etc. They could be so far away that we're measuring stuff now and being like, oh yeah, that planet could be viable for life. But in this exact moment of time, there's a species just as advanced as us on that planet that formed biologically that is measuring our planet and saying, oh, that planet could support life. Interesting. Because it's millions of years ago before humans existed. People don't know goddamn dinosaurs. Spectroscopy is the field in which we typically use to observe things in our the visible light of the universe. And what that is, is you take the spectrum of the light you see and you make inferences. If you think about it, it's just like a, a graph that has, it's not certain. It's not just yeah, light. Yeah, I mean, it's Sorry more than just light, um, but. When he says light, he means electromagnetic radiation, which is, Yes, the visible spectrum, but then also yes. infrared, micro- especially infrared is gamma. Used a lot. This wasn't in the visible spectrum. This is yeah. all stuff that like we can't see. Yeah, but it has the same behavior as light, just on a scale that our eyes don't so perceive, like, which is also true yeah. to think about. Like it's weird to think about that the sun is putting off 
like everybody's like, oh, like UV radiation's bad for you. If you could see in the UV spectrum, like it would look, it would behave the same as light where it hits something, reflects off, okay. goes into your eyes. It's just our eyes yeah. don't pick that up. Because it's weird to think and about. And so, as because some creatures can't see in those spectrums. Really? Yeah. Um, hold on. The main one that comes to mind is the mantis. So, is this in like really, really dark parts of the ocean or something? Or no, they just see more. Interesting. The article I want. So, like, if you're in a room and there's some shadows in places, and you're seeing a normal light. Okay. Yeah. Here. Here's the mantis. So, uh, wait, where's, what do, one sec. Okay, so in your eye, there's these things called cones that uh, detect the light and can see. And so humans have three cones, right? Red, green, blue mm-hmm. detectors. They detect red, green, the blue, same visible pixels light. that are on our TV screens. Good old RGB. Yeah. Um, the bottle blue butterfly has 15 types Ooh. of cones, essentially. The mantis shrimp Ooh. has 12. Birds have more. It just varies on species. Snakes Don't can dogs see only infrared. have like two? Starfish? Um, depends on the species of dog, actually. Some dogs see color, some Oh, don't. there's conditions where humans only have two, though. And that's like basically color blindness, or that's what essentially color blindness is: is when your cones don't work correctly, or you only have two cones, or yeah. But back back to um, spectroscopy. spectroscopy for an yeah. example, when I worked, uh, I had an internship at a, a space research institution, and I was looking at the. Uh, spectra of the moon so they would basically you take a satellite and you put it in orbit around the moon and as it passes the moon it shoots infrared or just light generally at the surface of the moon and then that light will bounce back and there's a a device that will collect the light that bounces back And based on the spectral analysis of this light that bounces back, so what it takes, whatever light is absorbed by the material that's on the surface of the moon won't get bounced back up into the device that's on the satellite that's going around. So you'll, if you, it was a graph and there's certain light bands that get absorbed by the materials on the surface of the moon, then if you have a spectral analysis of a type of rock or something on earth that you've done in a lab, you can compare that spectral analysis to what you received from the moon and you can find out what makes up the surface of the moon essentially and you can do you can use this same strategy to do a lot of things like finding the uh 
what drug is in a pill. One of my housemates is working for a company who you take the spectral analysis, like if you're out, cops out on the street and they pull the drugs off some guy, they can take a little monitoring laser that will shoot at this drug and bounce back and reads the information, reads the spectral data from it, and it'll tell you what drug it is. So, and you can use this for military applications and unlimited amount of space stuff and virtually, virtually everything. It's been changing the world for like the past yeah. 50 years. Because basically when they, so when they're looking at space with those giant telescopes and stuff, they're not looking at visible light. They don't care about it. They look at different forms of radiation and how they go through or bounce off or refract around a planet. And from that, they can tell, oh, this planet has an atmosphere that's composed of mostly nitrogen and methane or whatever the gases are. And they can yeah. tell the surface of the planet has blank or there's and depending on whatever what type of like, light that's how you use. Cover. You can see like certain types, certain colors of light won't get absorbed by the methane in the atmosphere. So if you wanted to observe, but the thing is, is like for the earth, for example, if you tried to do the same thing on the moon that you did on the earth, it wouldn't really work because there's too much clutter and that there's like the ozone layer and there's all these molecules in our atmosphere. So if you wanted to, if you had a satellite and you wanted to see what kind of material was on the ground in Pakistan, you couldn't do that because there's too much atmosphere in the way, but you can do that to the moon, but there's ways to kind of like get around that and certain other techniques you can use. And they use totally different techniques for, planets that are super far away and yeah you have to account for this thing called doppler shift which is basically you're so far away that the electromagnetic radiation is refracting off itself and changing you have to account for that to make sure you're measuring the wavelength there's also this program i worked on where due to the heat of the surface of the moon, the uh, atoms of the material would essentially vibe. Like when things heat up, they move and they vibrate. So that's yeah. all temperature is molecular. When you're taking, vibration. when you're shooting the light down from the satellite and it's hitting the surface of the moon, it's going to bounce off differently if the surface is cold or the surface is hot. And if the surface is really hot, there's a bunch of vibration going on and it, it'll muddy out and like make the spectral analysis that you read back really weird. So you have to use these like crazy advanced uh, mathematical computations called like uh, the Planck function, which is something that we use that tries to like take out all of this muddy stuff from just the heat of the surface of the moon. So there's... There's all sorts of weird problems in in space. Yeah, people people think modern science is just like they think it's still the test tube and beaker shit from like the seventies, where it's like like the classic TV show science lab. Like people think that's what professional science is. It's not at all. 
it's on a completely yeah, most different of what level. A lot of scientists are doing, I would say, the general population cannot comprehend by any means at all. Yeah. Oh, here's a. So just like a little bit I know about genetic like engineering and manipulation. So I went to a very affluent high school in a very affluent and white area. Um, so we had a really good school budget in Curious. my school district. But the uh, so one of my electives that I took senior year of high school was called biotechnical engineering. And it was the third course in the engineering um, class course, like course track in high school. And uh, in that class, we did all kinds of cool stuff. We did like aquaponics and uh, forensic facial reconstruction. But then one of the things we did was genetic manipulation of bacteria. Uh And like, so that sounds super complex, but just basic manipulation of genetics is so simple that high school students can do it. Like, we just did it like, every other day for a week and we manipulated the genes of these bacteria. Like it was easy. We just read some pamphlets that our teacher printed Didn't out. Didn't some we like do weird like, thing happen too, where they're like, yeah, no, that's, okay, okay. that's what I'm getting to. <laughs> so the, uh, so what the, what the experiment was is we took, Oh, what bacteria? Elbactus forium. Ah, uh, hold on. Let me Google it. But so we took this bacteria Sorry, I need to think while I type. Garrett, um, entertain. Bacteria, it's everywhere. Uh, it's it's all over. It's all over our bodies. <laughs> it's inside of our bodies. There are more bacteria in our bodies than there are cells, our own cells in our bodies. So technically, we are actually more bacteria than we are ourselves. If that trips you out. No, that's, yeah, no, that's true, though. That's really cool. Yeah, you done? <laughs> ah, no, I can't find it. I'm reading a document on how to do this. Like, I literally just typed it into Google, and I found how to do it, like the process we did. It just doesn't have the name. So. It just says bacteria. <laughs> I, the Damn specific it. type of bacteria, I don't think is important. Yeah, no, it doesn't matter. I want to say it was E. coli, um, right. but I'm not well, sure. E. coli that. is super common. It's like in everyone's body, and yeah, it's common and like you pretty get, safe. Like, what they call right? E. coli is just when you have an E. coli outbreak in your body. Like everyone has E. coli inside of them. Yeah. It's just there becomes problems when you get too much E. coli, as well as almost every. You have too much, or it like leaves your stomach and gets yeah. somewhere else, like that kind of thing. But, um, okay, so what the experiment was is we were going to take this E. coli and make it glow under a black light, bioluminesce. And um, how you do that is you take the bacteria and then you mix it with this stuff. Like you just put it in a centrifuge with this stuff. And this stuff basically breaks the cells apart, puts a jellyfish gene into the cell, and then reassembles the cell. Hmm. 
Yeah, no, like it's pretty insane to think about what you're doing in a little test tube in yeah. class, and you're just like, oh. but the thing is, like, we're a bunch like, of dipshits, like a bunch of high. School. It's so cool, um, and to a pre- like whenever I did stuff like that, I never appreciated it as much as I should have. Like I was never fascinated by it. It was just like, yeah. oh, there's some clear liquid in a That's tube. Fair. Let's put this other clear liquid, and then like in a couple weeks, we'll look at it under a telescope. Oh, look, something changed. All right, I get an A. Let's do the next thing. Yeah, like let's let's hurry through this so we can just shit around in the back yeah. of the classroom with stuff. Uh, but no, so you mix it with this stuff and then you like put it in petri dishes and let it grow. But then you put so a side effect of putting these jellyfish genes in is it's no longer susceptible to a antibiotic called ampicillin. So then you use ampicillin to dose it and kill off all the gene all the bacteria that won't glow because they don't have this gene. And then you let it grow some more until it's visible. And then, oh, you have glowing bacteria. That's cool. Um, But then you're supposed to either use a different antibiotic, not ampicillin, to kill it, or use heat in what's called an autoclave. So we finish up the experiment, and the teacher goes like, oh, yeah, guys, like, I'll I'll just autoclave them all after school. Just put all your Petri dishes there. Make sure you wash your hands. Like, you know the procedure by now because we've been working with bacteria for a while. So we do it, blah, blah, blah. Next day we come into class and he's like, oh, you guys want to know something cool? The, uh, the bacteria survived the autoclave last night. And we're like, oh, that's weird. And we're like, is that supposed to happen? It was your bacteria? What? Oh, the whole class? The whole classes. Yeah. Everyone in the classes, like a couple of them died, but like, let's say there was 30 kids. Like most of the bacteria was some like weird genetic mutant. Yeah, it was some slight mutation where it's really heat resistant. And he said, yeah, today I'm going to try to use, it wasn't penicillin, but it was another psyllin antibiotic. He's like, oh, I'm going to try to use an antibiotic to kill him today. Like, just something cool you guys should know. Like, we got some weird bacteria. We come into class the next day. Uh, That didn't work either. So the CDC is stopping by today to pick up the bacteria. (laughs) Our teacher literally had to call the CDC and they come in in like yellow rubber suits and face masks. And we're all just sitting there in t-shirts like, sup guys. <laughs> and they like just take them and go. <laughs> and that was just the last we ever heard. But like, so basically in high school, we accidentally made some bio weapon and, uh, that's how easy it is. Is a bunch of dipshits yeah. can do it. I was reading something on the internet and it was just saying like, any old Joe Schmo who like read some papers online and ordered the right stuff through, because there's a lot of private companies that just will sell you like whatever bacteria, chemical, and you can literally just buy this stuff oh, yeah. and make it yourself and then put the virus or the bacteria out into the world if you were so inclined. Yeah, you there's this guy who he literally gene edited himself to prove something about genetic testing. Like he literally bought the equipment and used like CRISPR technology on himself just like in his garage. Yeah. Yeah, CRISPR CRISPR's gonna be cool. Like it's like if you think about how easy it is to learn these like incredibly impressive feats. Like, think about what the scientists are doing. That's the original point I wanted to get back to is 
Think about what the cutting edge genetic biologists can well, do with some messing around. Bacteria. They're just trying shit. Like they're on the frontier. Like everything that they've already learned, all they have to do is write down, and then someone else can replicate it. So they're just on the cutting edge. Yeah, of like, exactly. We don't know if we add this chemical to this bacteria, see what it kills off and what survives. Edit this gene, try this. Like so, we made we made bacteria that glows. Though they have mice and lizards and things mm-hmm. that they can make glow. So that means the people that are on the cutting edge are trying to make humans glow, awesome. essentially. Yeah, like you know what I mean, though. Like that, if they're make if they can make a mice glow and survive and just yep, it's a mice, it's a mouse that glows under a black light. There's like, also this. Uh, let's go. Potato. There's this certain type of potatoes. There's like these farms in Idaho that like wanted to Is uh, it the new I leaf? I think so. They wanted to know like when they needed to water their potatoes and they didn't want to like overwater their potatoes to you know save water. So oh, they yes. genetically I've modified the this. potatoes so when they were in need of water they just glowed in the dark. So all and they're like inside of these warehouses. So all you have to do is just a couple times a day you turn the lights off. Oh, the potatoes are growing. Let's water them. You water them, and within five, ten minutes, they stop glowing. Then, so you know exactly how much you need to water the potatoes. And they just did it by editing a gene that was the like "I'm thirsty" gene that kids express when it needs water. Yeah, they made its gene expression into use some yeah. jellyfish gene instead of the shrivel up gene. and that this was like something that happened like 20 years ago I don't know, what are they doing now Who knows? one um one thing that triggers me is people that don't like I gmos mean, yeah yeah there's because like there's unknowns and danger about it but people are starving in africa yeah but that's so because of a not plus the other so another thing that already pisses me off another just another thing that pisses me off we're going on a we are we are an hour and ten so uh, there's enough food on the planet to feed everyone it's just distributed distributed wrong and being wasted massively and it's for profit not for the people in the united states is one of the worst contributors the the dining hall at camp at school they did a study and like seventy thousand pounds of food got thrown yeah. out every week because either people picked it up from the place and didn't eat it so they just threw away a whole plate of food they cooked too much food and just had to throw it out or like they bought too much food and it spoiled and they had to throw it out. And those last two, which is like the administration messing up or the two yeah. biggest contributors were, Oh, we think this many people are going to eat rice. They cook it. Half that number of people show up. They throw out. It's just hundreds of pounds of rice like one night. Period like period of excess where like we want unlimited everything all of the time. Cause people are spoiled yeah. fucking brats. Like, if you get food, you eat it. You don't, oh, let me eat this one. Oh, I don't, the chicken's too dry. Throw it out. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, just don't be a bitch and eat your food. 
Your mom told you to eat your food when you were a kid, so you cannot eat your food when you're an adult, you know? Yeah, waste. I just hate waste. My biggest... I would, I would love to live on my own farm where I just consumed and used every single thing. Oh, it's yeah. It's going to be... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Eric and I are just going to get a house together. We've talked about to each other before. and have, like, a bunch of acres in between us and, like... Don't, don't even need, need a bunch. We could grow enough food for, like, two families on Easy. 10 acres. Easy. Have some cows. But then we also want another 10 acres yes. to go fuck around on. The forest. Like the ATV acres With the and the, the hunting acres. and Ooh. Ooh. I anyway, that, that has to wrap up today's podcast. We, uh, If you're still listening, thank you. And this yeah. is kind of a slightly new format than usual because we failed to read the book. But uh, let, let us know on the f- some feedback send us some texts because everyone who listens to this definitely has both of our numbers so yeah no that is a true fact um yeah i hope you enjoyed it next week we'll probably, probably. have finished our books at More least one likely. of us really, i hope um thanks for listening to us rant and yeah just thanks for Peace listening out. to us <laughs>